know if I have enough coffee for the entirety of this program. You should, because <laughs> we're live now. And welcome to the new episode of More Than Dice. Um, what episode are we on, Kathy? You're like my person I need to know about all this stuff. Uh, 17, maybe? 17? I want to say 17 also. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, we are on 17, we just finished the pre-ramble, and today is our Necromunda episode, and also talking about miniature games that have our lower model count. Um, Skirmish games we all love so much. Which, oh, before we do that, let's do our, let's get our tradition. Kathy, what are you drinking tonight? Uh, coffee, and I feel like I don't have enough for the entirety of this show. Mm, so we may have to, like, during the break, you may have to go somewhere and get something and come I, back? I, I may need more. I may have to tap the, uh, you know, the husband to get me more. Go in there. Get me some more coffee. <laughs> <laughs> John, what are you drinking tonight? Uh, well, I have a shot of Rebel Yell root beer flavored whiskey. Okay. That was my... Purchase is something I never had before. Interesting. Um, I also have a pile driver or a screwdriver with probably way too much vodka in it. <laughs> and then if I feel like I need more, I have Captain Morgan's Loco Nut uh, Coconut Rum on tap as well. The Loco Nut sounds really good. And, and I have a special guest to jump on the podcast, too. A special guest? Oh, yeah. Uh-oh. I don't even yeah. know about this one. <laughs> <laughs> Special guest tonight. <laughs> oh, hey. I guess we have to do special guests. Um, yeah. Which one? Should we go comic book or what? Oh, whatever you got on hand, man. Oh, here. My roommate bought this for a friend. I'm like, this guy's going to make a special guest appearance because he's awesome. He is cool. <laughs> Bring my nightcrawler out. And now let's see if he stands back up. Stay. Okay. Um, I'm actually going to be drinking, of course... Some good old sortilege, and I will be chasing that with some mothers. No waffles. I don't have any waffles. I ran out of waffles. I was so bad this morning. I woke up and I was like, yeah, let me do that so I can save it on the podcast. And I was like, mm, no fucking, no more waffles. And for Gonzo, uh, yeah, I have a muscle car to go with my Rebel Yell. There's Mustang. <laughs> I got another one up here. And I'll be chasing it down with some uh, mother's coffee stout winter grind. Um, so with that said, guys, Ron, cheers, Ron. cheers, cheers, oh gosh, That's and not, a only, hard. not only uh-huh. is this just coffee, it has a little sugar and some leche de coco, just plain old coconut milk mixed with it, which is delightful. That was a little harsh, I'm not going to lie. <laughs> yeah. Does it Arf. need to be mixed with something else? Uh, if it does, I have root beer downstairs to mix it, mix it with because that seems like the appropriate thing. And you get alcoholic root beer. Alcoholic okay. root beer. And, <laughs> and what does the chicken say? <laughs> There's a video of Adam Savage from Mythbusters, and he's got a table full of rubber chickens that make those noise. And, like, he does one, it's like a horrible noise, especially when you have headphones. And then he does all of them, and you're like, oh, my God. And the one thing that kept me going through the video is picturing Jamie Hyman somewhere in the in the 
in the facility going, what the hell is that noise? <laughs> I'm going to kill him. <laughs> yes. Which, talk about that. Have you watched the new Mythbusters yet? Nope. Um, I part of this thing called Cable that I do not have. Yes, I as well do not have Cable. Um, I, I do PlayStation View, and I've been watching the new Mythbusters series, because it's got a new team, and it's actually not bad. They're actually pretty good. Um, it, it, it follows the same line. Uh, the two guys on there are pretty good. They are a lot better. So, I don't know. Still worth it. Still fun. Still good to oh, watch. Fair. Um, so with that said, before we get started on Necromunda thing, if you notice at the very top of our screen, we have our patron account. Uh, we have updated our patron account and changed a few things. Uh, they're at the $20 level, which I really, 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 really want at least one person to donate for one month. He 20 only bucks. wants that because it'll torture me into uh, attempting to essentially wrap Will Smith's Wild Wild West in the Wild Wild West, you know? Yeah. Which Legally. Which will be horrible. It will be amazing be for her hilarious. to do that. I, I, I so want someone to donate to that. Um, that would be amazing to hear her do that. Watch Kathy make a fool of herself. Um, other than that, uh, John, would you like to talk about all the other patron rewards that we have? Please. You wait till I close the page down? Yes, I know you did, too. <laughs> I can see your hand moving around and looking. <laughs> Sucker. <laughs> well, at the $1 level, you still get the pre-ramble, which uh, we give a lot of good information out. Uh, a lot of just chat, chat about games or whatever. We had a good discussion about uh, actually part of this topic. Um, smaller level games. We were talking about uh, Dystopian Wars and uh, Wild West Exodus. And then so they basically banned him yeah. from the website. And so all you get that, that every blocked. week. Yep. If you can't, even if you can't make it live. Um, in addition, at the $2 level, you get, of course, the $1 level, and you also get a 16mm uh, more than dice die with uh, the logo on the side of the 6, because dice with logo on the side of the 1 are not bueno. Because dice want to show you the cool stuff on them. And if the cool stuff is on the one, they'll show you ones. And most games do not reward ones. No. Not, not unless you're rolling morale. Correct. <laughs> and then uh, uh, at the $5 le level, you get three for the price of one, which is Kathy's Hobby Videos. She just did one on bases, I believe. Yeah. And uh, you also get my uh, uh, minis and movies, uh, where I talk about minis and movies which is totally game. worth it because he's really good at you know critiquing movies <laughs> I, I, I do have to say it's though pretty I've, funny. I've, I've been going through what I call the Avengers Initiative which is all the Marvel Cinematic movies in order and I'm stopping after Ant-Man because the rest are way too recent and fuck's sake I've been watching Marvel movies for so long <laughs> and while that's not terrible because the quality is high I, I want to start talking about other stuff. Uh, I'm going to do a couple of weeks of uh, random things. Then I might do something crazy like the Fast and the Furious series. What? I, lo I love those movies, but I, I haven't actually watched three ever. And I haven't watched two in a long, long time. So that would be interesting to uh, to watch. Send but me a message I'll... and I'll watch it like in tandem with you. Because the, then we can talk about it. <laughs> <laughs> we might have to do that on the main podcast, so we'll get Gonzo in on that action. Uh, 
And then uh, the, the final part of that trifecta is Gonzo doing reviews of tabletop RPGs and board games. And of course, you do also still get everything at the lower levels. And then the $15 level, um, you get put into a raffle to win a model that Kathy paints up to a super high quality because she's awesome. Super, super awesome. And, of course, everything at a lower level, which Gonzo has made absolutely clear in all of these. <laughs> and then <clears throat> if you donate $20 per episode for one month after it goes through and we're good, Kathy will wrap Will Smith's Wild Wild West. And then Gonzo will replace this with a whole new goal. Yes. Which I'm sure will survive me singing something horrible. <laughs> Somebody <laughs> will be making a fool of themselves, rest assured. Because uh. I need help. Uh, 100% we'll be doing that. Um, but we also want to say thanks a lot <laughs> for everybody that's been donating to this. Uh, it really helps us do a lot of things. Yeah. Helps us pay the bills. Helps us uh, bring you good content. Uh, helps us, I mean, we got Kathy a brand new awesome uh, camera for the, with the money. Um, so that you all can see me and also see the uh, videos that I make. Yes. So I'm not just talking into thin air. <laughs> it does help uh, to picture an audience, doesn't it? Yes. <laughs> Y'all are being... All right, so let's go ahead and get started with our review. First things first, um, let's talk about the actual game. Because this game has been... Was out for a long time, and then just poof, disappeared. They quit providing anything for it. Uh, and I was a huge, huge lover of this game, because I, replayed the re I played the Redemptionists, Love the role-playing aspect of it, where everything, you know, died and had infantry and problems. And it just disappeared, and I was, like, really bummed about it. Has anybody got to play a game yet? Nope. Uh, next Sunday, I have a game scheduled with a buddy of mine. So, we're going to do one of the, like, I think there's, uh, like, five model count scenarios in the Underhive uh, rules. Uh -huh. So, we'll see how that goes, and then I can talk about it, um next Sunday. Um, I played some games at my house, uh, pulled up my portable table, put up some terrain, and I didn't have the actual model, so I just used the appropriate size bases and stuff. And if you've read the rules and you've even glanced over it, it pretty much is 40k. And uh, <laughs> watch this. Watch this. Watch this. Hold on. Let, 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 me, let me deal with John real quick. <laughs> hey, Kathy, how you doing? <laughs> um, dying. <laughs> oh, that's great. Um, and so, if you played Necromunda to begin with, you're going to like the new edition. Um, if you played any 40K games, you've played Necromunda pretty much. That's pretty much what it's going to be like. Um, there is some rules that I don't like. There's some rules I do like. Uh, I templates, don't... God, why do templates still exist? I thought no. we were dead. Are you talking about the Underhive or the the Game Wars, where it's the 3D, more like normal Necromunda? Uh, both. Uh, me, personally, I don't like the 2D version of it. Uh, it plays fine. It's just I like... 3D terrain with this. It is yeah. ripe for 3D terrain. Absolutely. I would agree with that. Um, 
so I'm going to go over the book a little bit. Uh, I did not buy my own copy. I was luckily I had my friend Nick, um, my uh, supercomputer friend, uh, bought copies and let me borrow them for a little bit. Um, the first part of this book is pretty much nothing but fluff. You've got almost 35 pages of fluff for you to peruse and read and discuss and learn about the world, which is good. Because I know a lot of people like that. Uh, and then the rest of the book is rules um, for different scenarios. It's got like six different scenarios in here. Um, talks about, you know, different objectives, how to do everything. Rules for weapons, the two gangs, etc., etc. Um, if you played Necromunda of old, you'll like the new Necromunda. That's all I'm going to say because it plays very similar to it. Um, <laughs> Congo is very biased about his gang, by the way, so he will just have to deal with that. Congo biased? No. Um, my biggest complaint are. If you want to play the 2D version, you buy the rule book. You want to play with the 3D stuff, you got to buy the Gang War book. To me, it's typical GW tactics. Um, but uh, I understand people wanting to make a book. It does fit with their, 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 their current status where they make a game mm -hmm. that is a perfectly viable game. Boom, you can play it with this. You don't anything extra. And yeah. then either take your other books like you take your overkill death watch overkill you take your models and you add it to your genes to your cult or your death watch army and then you play in a different game so mm -hmm. it really is sort of the same thing i can't really fault them for that even though i'd like to yeah it, it's i guess it's, it's typical gw stuff so it's not like it's you're you're not you're used to this by now <laughs> um so you just you just got to get used to it um, they do give you, and I want to call it like a dumbed-down version, but a smaller, easier version to play, so you don't have to worry about all the other stuff, like falling damage and, you know, ammo checks and all that stuff, so you can just learn. So they do start it off pretty good. Um, I wish, um, uh, let's, 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 let's keep on just what it was, because uh, there's a lot of I wishes I want in this book. <laughs> um, everything's fine. Like I said, if you know how to play 40k, you know how to play Necromunda. Uh, every much the same. Um, you've got different dice, specialized dice in this game, though, which is like if you have scatter dice in 40k, you'll, you'll need scatter dice for here. Uh, you have a firepower dice and you have an injury dice um, that you have to roll with. So it's not unheard of. And you can actually probably figure out and substitute the dice in that you need. Uh, I don't know if they have actually gave you a way to do it with regular dice. Um, I'm sure you can figure it out. I'm sure someone's figured it out, but yeah. Yeah. That that was a bit of a turn off to me too. I'm not a big fan of specialized dice. Correct. Oh, yeah. Yeah. But I mean, you could probably take a dice that you have and go, "All right, 1 and 2 is this, 3 and 4 is this, 5 and 6 is oh, yeah. this, no problem." Um the core mechanics are still there. Um you're not going to have these superpowered shots and superpowered explosions and cuz Nobody's walking around in power armor. It's all makeshift stuff. So it's it's the necromunda that you liked. Um, no one's walking around in power armor yet. Yet. <laughs> That's until we get probably what, uh, what are they? The one gang. Spryers. Spryers, yeah. Until maybe the Spryers. Is basically walking around in power armor. Yeah. Um, it gives you a few scenarios, and they're all 2D scenarios. 
Um, and there's all special rules for each scenario spot, which I thought was good. Um, but when you really, 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 really want to get in the game and play it the way you remember or the way I remember is definitely get the game war book because this adds all the 3d rules, jumping over expansions, climbing up stuff, falling damage, you name it. Um, campaign battles, which I think is the greatest. It's the reason why I started playing Necromunda was because of the campaign battles. Oh, yeah. Um, that was That's the cool. greatest thing. Um, did y'all play this before it disappeared? Oh, please. Yeah. <laughs> I figured you had. I didn't know if Kathy had or not. I we ran a couple different campaigns at the Battle Bunker in Glen Burnie for a long time. Uh, my boss ran one for a while. Well, my ended up being my boss, who was my boss at the time. And then I ran one after him that lasted probably a good year. Yeah. But campaign battles is where it's at, guys. I'm going to tell you right now, if you can find like six of y'all and six different gangs or whatever and play the campaign battles, that's where the game shines because you have damaging, finding rare equipment, um, special territory tables. Um, guy got, you know, his eye shot out so his ballistic skills one lower, buying new people. Yeah. You know, all this stuff that was what made Necromunda fun. Skills. Yeah, it- XP. It's like Blood Bowl. Playing, you can perfectly capable of playing a game that's fun, you know, one off. But when you start playing a league or a season or whatever, it more really shines. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's it's that continuity of building, building your team, building your gang. Mm-hmm. You know, with you know, you get some negative things too, but mainly you're just building it all up. Mm-hmm. That stuff you happens. Just but kill off that negative guy and buy another one, right? Yes. You send him out to die, let him die, so you can go buy someone else that's a little cheaper and a little bit better. If you're the original Scabbies, you just throw them in the pot. Yep. <laughs> I don't feel like paying all you guys for food, so we're going to eat Mr. I Lost an Arm. Yes. Um, Where did you call him? Future Burrito. Ah, uh, Silent Green. <laughs> people. Uh, spoilers? Holy shit. <laughs> How old is that movie? It was put out before I was born. It is not possible to spoil that movie. What was the one I spoiled last time? Breakfast at Tiffany's. There's only one movie I know of that I will not spoil. I don't care how old it gets. And that is The Usual Suspects. Yes. Like, if someone has had Sixth Sense spoiled, I won't spoil that either. But, I mean, really, come on. There's there, there's an age at which you're like, it, everyone has heard that jokes. It does not matter. Yep. Um, so, guys, if you like Necromunda Old, 100%, buy the rulebook, buy the Gang War, and get started on campaigns. That's where the game is going to be. 100% get into the campaigns. Um... I remember playing this game. It reminded me of playing it back then. Uh, the experience tables, the damage tables, you name it. Everything was there, and I loved every minute of it. Um, can't wait to play it again. Um, which kind of brings me why I'm not playing it now, chicken head. <laughs> <laughs> all night, son. I did all night. Yes. Um, so there's, there are some complaints with the game. There's always going to be some complaints to the game. 
My biggest complaint. Got a whole piece of paper behind it. There you go. Hey, autofocus. I got it. Um, the biggest complaint I have with the game, there's not enough gangs. Yep. 100%. All gangs are out, this is going to be something. Yes. Um, Just the six basic gangs will be enough to get you some variety in models and all. I, and I, th I think they, to me, it feels like they release it just to release it. Um, it's it's a good Christmas season lead-in because it'll get their, their what their palette for new players. For new players, it's gonna be great because they got enough to play. Be like, oh, cool! Look at all this stuff. And as release stuff, it'll be great. Um, for us older players who are waiting for stuff, it'll be a little while before it's the game we want it to be. Yes. Um, I don't think we'll have to wait too long for uh, for some of the newer g next gangs, the Orlocks and stuff, to come out. I oh, pretty good. I hope they don't take very long between new gangs because there is a lot of really cool gangs. Um, I, I played the Redemptionists because they were crazy, you know, religious zealots that had one-shot flamethrowers, which I thought was really cool. Bam, um, Yep. Chainsaws with flamethrowers attached to them because that's a thing that needs to happen. Yes. How can you not love that? Yeah. I, I don't know. There was a lot of really cool yeah. stuff on there. Yeah, Congo said Orlocks are January or February. So it looks yes. like two yeah. months or so between gangs. So it'll be another year before it's everything released. Which is. Eh, eh, it's okay. Well, so by the time the next one is released, we will have finally gangs, gotten so our first game. <laughs> <laughs> That's fair. Yes. I might be ready to play a, a, another game at that point. Well, I, I mean, I hope that they bring it, and I hope they don't wait too long to bring them out because they really—it's kind of like, oh, you're either playing, you know, those two games, and that's it. And I'm like, I don't want to play either one of those. Neither yeah. one of those yeah. really. I—I've kind of fallen in love with my Goliaths, so I don't really, you know, have a bone to pick, but. It would be nice to see some Spires and some Vansars and some Orlocks and stuff. I'm looking forward to that. Yeah, uh, I'll be honest, when the Orlocks release, all the gangs I played will have been released because I played Eshers originally, <laughs> uh, Orlocks for a bit, and then uh, when the Necromunda Underhive came out from the Special Schemes label, they uh, I played Goliaths. So. <laughs> Never done Vansars or that or any of the really crazy guys. Well, I guess they nearly. That's that's one of my big gripes is they should have brought out like five or four. Um, it's tough it, to release that much in a month because you're really because there's only so much money that people this, have. This is yeah. the starter box, and GW yeah. is not always the best with a starter box. Yeah. But I think once things get rolling and more stuff is released, and you know there's well, FAQs and and stuff, then things will look better. Yeah. I think Shadespire's been releasing a a a faction a month. It released, it? and I think they're doing a faction a month. So I'm I'm sure it'll be pretty similar for Necromunda when they get down to it. They're probably yeah. just waiting to January, February to start off. Uh, let the Christmas season play out because there's only so much money they have at the Christmas season. Correct. Like once you've got your early Christmas releases out, just stop. Don't. There's no need to go any farther. I'm talking to you, fantasy play games. Jesus, stop <laughs> doing this. You know, and it's also the you know the financial quarters too. Mm -hmm. That plays into it. Yes, yeah, so it plays a little bit. So it'll be fine. Uh, I would imagine once they start releasing, they'll come one a month, and it'll be before you know it, we'll have all the basic gangs, and they'll start doing the crazy ones. Yeah, I like this, and, and it's only a matter of time. 
Mm-hmm. You know they're going to bring them. I just got to wait till find a gang that I want to play. And that's going to be the thing, is finding a game, gang that I want to play. Yeah, it's easy to step back and say that uh, it's a bad call because you're not going to get all the players initially. But they're still going to have people initially. And when someone else comes in wanting to play, everyone's going to remember, like, oh, yeah, I got that game. Let's play. Yeah. So they should be fine overall. I hope so. Um, another gripe of mine is, and it's and it's a nitpicking gripe, uh, although we did it when we played, uh, but nowadays I don't see for it, is the knockdown rule and pinned rule. And I'm not talking about that they have it. I'm talking that you physically lay your model over on its back what? or its front. And I feel like you could still, instead of doing that, put a counter on it. It's exactly. Like making counters for it. Yes. So Did somebody out there with a laser etcher, make some counters for pin models for Necromunda. Yes. Yeah, make two-sided, pinned and knocked down. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Because uh, they, they, they say that you need to knock your model over and face it down or face it up, depending on is, what happened. Which is great in the board game, like in Blood Bowl. That I'm very familiar with that with Blood Bowl when you're on a... On a board, but yeah, when, when you're, you're on, on board, like the yeah. the sandpapery textured surface of a 3D terrain uh, table, you don't want to be laying your models down on it. Yeah. And if you've painted your blood models, you don't want to be laying them down if you can help it. They should literally have two sided counters that are like knocked down and stunned for blood ball. And that there's plenty great. of people that that make uh, counters like that for blood yeah. ball so that you yeah. don't have to. Correct. How many times your models on their circular bases rolled over because the board, you know, the, de- the table got hit, and now you're like, were they knocked down or were they stunned? Correct. Only that one time where I slammed my model down on the table, and every everybody's models went up and then landed <laughs> and turned tipped over. It was my one. Uh, that was my one. I was PMSing. I actually, I actually put my blood bowl models. They're all on uh, square bases because. I'm laying them down on their front or back. I'm putting them on square bases so they yes. don't roll. I've never uh, had a problem with that. Uh, I think uh, you're just weird. Uh, <laughs> film at 11, I'm weird. <laughs> uh, and, 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 I mean, knock, knock down, stunned. Knock down, stunned. I always had a front the, and a the back. Old, the yeah. old models, some of those models fit inside their base very well, and they'll roll pretty well. Yeah. And, and that was that was my thing, is that you could actually have a model on, like, a third level, and you could lay it face down, bump a piece of terrain, and it could fall off. Which, I mean, this isn't a game that's, like, a huge, you know, problem with measurements and stuff, but still, uh, if they were old metal ones, yeah, you, there, goes, there goes a piece shot off the, the models. Um, yeah, and, and there's people who paint balls and don't really want to be doing that because their paint job's balls. Correct. So I figured you could just do a token set... Or just a pin knock down and just lay that token next to it. It makes it a whole lot extra easier. Extra accoutrement for a miniature gamer? What? <laughs> not not, not people happened. we know. No. Uh, that's our shit right there. Um, <laughs> I do feel that there's going to be an FAQ coming out pretty soon for it. Because there were some rules questions I had that we couldn't figure out. Uh, one of the ones was uh, if you have someone that's gained experience and went from like a novice to a champion or whatever... Do they gain the equipment, or do they just gain the stats? I would say gain the stats. That seems yeah, I mean, but I mean because it says but they it become a champion. A Correct, because you don't know. Well, is my guy going to get a chess piece, yeah, or is he just it's, yeah? It's the it's the age old problem of testing a game. You know what happens because you're you're 
intimate with it, and then someone goes out there, you got you got to test it for the lowest common denominator. The guys who have never played a game before, yeah, yeah. And they're not going to think they're like, oh, I'm a champion now. I get all the champion stuff. That's, that, I think that's a fair, fair question. Yeah, I mean, it's yeah, not. You, you, Go ahead. you give it to somebody who doesn't know how it's supposed to be played, mm-hmm. and they have no expectations, and all of a sudden they're going to be discovering things you never thought of. Yeah. I work with testers for video games. Those guys just break shit. But that's their job, so. Uh, so what's the next game we're going to talk about there, Gonzo? Well, I, I wanted to go with yours because me personally, I don't have a problem with the templates. For the simple fact that I don't like the way that templates are done in uh, 40K. Uh, so, I like Flamers templates. Uh, I didn't feel like I had a problem with templates until I played without templates. <laughs> okay, then do and tell. suddenly it was so much easier. It's like when you have a game that is so predicated upon being in cover and cover pieces that are not made for you to be able to spread out your unit in cover, yep. having it be abstract in a game that's already abstract because there are no facings, there are no sides of vehicles, there are no which way is your vehicle facing, that shit don't matter. And now you don't have to worry about clustering all your guys close together to to get in this one tiny little piece of terrain. Yep, you can go like, they're here, this is where they are, it doesn't matter, your template's going to hit D6 of them regardless. And it it's a simplifying thing, but in a game that's aiming for simple, it's great. And I was surprised they put it back in, because in a low model count game, I feel like templates are a detriment. yeah. Definitely. It adds extra time to a game that you want to play a little more fast-paced, and you're unlikely to get too much scatter effectiveness. I mean, scattering well, templates got... in Mechamunda was already, already like an exercise in pointlessness. Well, if it goes this one direction for this exact amount, I'll hit that guy. Otherwise, we're wasting our time. Yeah. I haven't, like I said, I don't, I don't have a lot of template using weapons in 40k, so I never use them a lot. Because uh, of the armies I pick. So I'm not 100% sure how I like that. But I understand why they hit it for this. But I can also see yeah. your point of view. Make it quick and simple. Roll a d6 for every model in there. 3 plus they get hit. 2 plus they get whatever. Um, yeah, I, w- I wouldn't call it a detriment to the game. I would call it a talking point. Okay. Of uh, surprising they did that. You know, It's not going to be like, oh, I'm not going to play that game because it's got templates. How? <laughs> templates? Can't believe they're doing that old shit. Jesus. <laughs> this is the 21st century. It's not like that. It's just like you don't realize till you're playing. Like, oh, you know, this makes things a lot easier. I mean, I couldn't imagine playing my orcs. And Jesus, I looked. I still have a shit ton of orcs. Maybe two shit tons. <laughs> Having those guys run across the board, flamers coming. We just be like, well, okay, you hit like seven, eight guys. Just start rolling some dice, and I'll start picking models up. Being a D six makes it a lot easier to play some of those bigger armies. It it levels the playing field, so to speak. But. That's not really what we're here to talk about, big armies. We're here to talk about small armies. <laughs> um, another, uh, another thing I think that's going to be very important in the game is there is line of sight in the game. And um, I feel that you're going to need to mark your bases on this game uh, because you it's not line of sight per, like, Warhammer, Warhammer 40K, you know, the you know 180-degree angle. It's a 90-degree angle off of whatever you do. So you're going to need, and uh, I didn't get the box set contents, but I guess the box set content has a template you can put 
to do the 90 degree, but I feel as me as a player, I would mark the 90 degree line of sight phasing. Uh, really? Yeah. Not 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 180? Nope. Nope. That's odd, and I would actually call that potentially a problem. Let me make sure, because that's, that's what I remember reading, is uh, line of sight was a 90-degree arc off the front of the model. Oh, that's common. That was used to be the old uh, fancy yeah. thing was 90 degrees, but in, in most skirmish games, they at least, if if they use facings, yes. they use front and back, basically, 180 degrees. Yeah. Either yeah. it's here, and you can see it, because I can see both my arms, but then again, I got crazy eyes. That happens. Um, not like this. That's a little weird. Yeah, where was it? Uh, let me see if I can find the ruling on it. Um, but, uh, other games, similar games, like Infinity uses front 180, uh, Malifaux uses nothing. Um, Guild Ball doesn't use any. Yeah, Guild Ball doesn't use anything. Yeah, I mean, uh, what's that game? Yeah. Relic Knights doesn't use anything. Vision Arc. Each well, fighter has a Vision Arc representing the area that is visible to them. This is a 90 degree to the front starting... From the front, starting at the center of their base, as shown in the template in the diagram below, two vision arc templates are included: one for Escher fighters and one for Goliath fighters. Uh, uh, to do so, I would, as me as a player, I would want a template I could put and paint that ninety degree arc on there. That way, I always knew where that was, just for my own. Because it, because of the way it works on a circle base, on a square base, it would work perfectly because the way the square base intersects. If you draw the lines from the corners together, you get a 90-degree arc out from the corners. Mm -hmm. You can easily tell. But on a circle base, there's no way to tell. That's what I'm saying. You would if have to get a template. Line, even if you draw lines on it, you can't tell because you have to get the right intersection point for those lines. So, well, they, they in, include a template. Choice. Yeah, they include a template, uh, two templates in the box. Um, so you could probably put that up there and then color, you know, in between those or mark it. Um, so probably could. it would help a little bit for quick and easy. Yeah, but I mean, I probably would do it for myself in my own models. Just oh, I see uh, templates because uh, somebody's already got uh, laser edge stuff. It's yeah, it's basically it's a big what you'd expect. It's sort of like the uh, <laughs> it's a it's a right angle triangle, uh, just uh, yeah, with a circle cut out of the corners. So you can put it to the base. Interesting. Yep. Which is you know that uh, may be what they have to do, but I mean as, as myself as a player. I would probably do that just so I know while I'm playing, I can get a, a quick and easy gauge instead of bringing a template out and putting it down type thing. So, other than that, um, they're kind of nitpicky things. Not yeah, too bad. Well, I, I would not say the line of sight one's nitpicky. I think that is needlessly complicated. Okay. I, yeah, I, I'm just saying. Well, but I, that, that, That's my opinion. Definitely, I would. Sure. Yeah. And I, I would, like I said, I would paint mine to make it easier on myself. So, we talked about the rules. Terrain works pretty much about the same. Uh, you have falling damage, etc., etc. Um, so, now what you have to worry about are the models. And, Kathy, this is pretty much all you because I haven't got to see the models, but I have a really, really cool um, slide that you may want to get if you're not on the... Uh, yeah, you did. If you're not on the I, Twitch stream, you may need to, just so you can see this, because I had uploaded all of the pictures for you and all the information. So we're going to switch over hey. to this PowerPoint. <laughs> oh, that's PowerPoint. right, the PowerPoint. Yes. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah, I know. We're going crazy here. We're doing some wild stuff. That's insane. 
Um, yeah, I don't know. I don't know jack shit about Office, Microsoft Office. So, you know. Well, what I did is I took and took the pictures that you that you had in your account and that you made on the thing and put them up on this and we can go through them and you can talk about them because like I said, you're the only one I know that has physically had them. Um, Does mean I need to get onto the Twitch? Yeah, you need to get on the Twitch. Uh, so <laughs> log on to... Let me just uh, go ahead and... and uh, oh, Spain with a revolver shotgun. Yeah, it's a... Log in too. Holy I, smokes. I have to ask you, Kathy. Did you what? drill the barrel out or did it come like that? Oh my god, I drilled all the barrels out because it's plastic. <laughs> you are super awesome and somewhere my buddy Al Marshall is having a drink to her, drink drink for you because oh, thanks, that's what he Al, does. Somewhere? Because I never did on metal stuff because it was always such a pain in the ass. But these are these are plastic and I'm like, I gotta I gotta do it. Drilling out barrels is awesome. It, it it makes a hell of a difference. I mean if you get the right drill you can do metal. I've got a couple I've got an old metal gun bore that Marshall was like, no, no, I'm drawing out the barrel of that for all it's here. And he's just like, there you go, drilled out. <laughs> oh. While we're doing that, I'm going to get those ready because so I forgot to I'm do that. So I'm just trying to uh, log into Twitch because I haven't actually done that yet. Um, so, so, you don't actually oh, have to log in. You can just go to our uh, site and just watch the feed. That way you can comment on the one. Because right now, the, the one that I have up is the guy that looks like he has a pig face. And he looks like he has a oh. two-handed revolver. On it. Okay. Revolver so, shotgun. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. So so that's like a... Like a... You're looking up names. <laughs> well, that... Oh, blessed muting of the uh, Twitch. See, that's... I'm, I'm a little new to that. Um, so, yeah, that's one of the regular guys with the the uh, bolter shotgun or whatever it is. Because I don't have the actual rule book, so I don't know. But there's several guys that have that weapon. Um, so, but I can't, like, scroll through any faster. Okay, well, I, I, I will go through it because I've actually controlled. The next guy we have on here... Is oh come on, there he goes. This is a guy that's got uh something on his back, and he's holding a looks like a Laz revolver cannon. Her Laz revolver cannon. That's that's my favorite guy. Because he's got the cigar. Um yeah, he's he's one of the two with the cigar, and I actually have a picture there of I mean later. Of the sprue with the guy's head uh-huh. and the cigar, which is a separate piece, and it's yeah. super tiny, like super tiny. So I took uh, blue tack, yep, and and attached a little piece of it to the cigar before I cut it off the sprue, so that I wouldn't drop it and lose it in the carpet somewhere, because it is so small, it just would have looked like any other piece of, you know, plastic crumbs that you get when you're working with uh with these models get a box uh, lid and cut cut parts into that yeah yeah it was but but it, it really worked well to be able to to have that cigar stuck into the uh into the blue tack because 
then I could actually like place it into his mouth too. Like I use the plastic cement, you know, for all of this stuff, just like I would for, you know, my Malifaux stuff. Uh, there were a couple of chancy things, but actually this guy with the hammer and the cigar, um, he is my most favorite model. All right, our next one. You can see that one. It looks like a another hammer revolver guy. Oh, that's a wrench, I think. Some kind of adjustable wrench. And there's two different guys that have the adjustable wrench weapon. Okay. One of them's got a wrench and an axe, and then there's the guy with the wrench and the gun. All right, the guy with the axe should be coming up right now. But you can see how detailed these things are. Yes. And they have instructions for the first basic ten characters. So if you follow those instructions, they're really easy to put together. And and the, the sprues have numbers on them that will correspond to your instructions. So it's pretty easy to follow if you can read. Oh. <laughs> uh, but... They, they went together really easily, the way the arms are. Uh, the shoulder has a little cut out of it that fits perfectly to the, sh the shape on the torso. So your arms are always going to be in the, you know, the way they're supposed to be. But this guy actually is my one that I had a problem with, where the instructions say that he has a plate of armor on his thigh mm -hmm. and so I glued the plate of armor on his thigh and then I went to glue the right hand that's holding the uh, the grip of the gun mm -hmm. and it wouldn't fit I think I got a copy of that because you had circled it and did some markings on that I, I got pictures of that so you can show yeah, I, I circled where the where the, the shitty part was because what <laughs> ended up happening is I had to well, the arm wouldn't fit on when I dry fit it, so I had to rip the thigh armor off, uh, glue the arm on, and then cut the thigh armor around the hand so that I could... Because now I couldn't leave the thigh armor off, because now there was a big melty glue spot. <laughs> so, I, and now in hindsight, I feel like I could have uh, made that be burn damage, like he got shot in the leg or something. Uh-huh. You know, but that's hindsight. So I trimmed the plate of armor and, and glued it back on. But that was that was kind of a pain. I was disappointed. But it's the only one that didn't go together exactly the way that the instructions laid out. Uh, Fat Corby has a question. How were the mold lines on this stuff? They were actually pretty easy to clean. They, they kind of disguised the mold lines in the edges of the details. So you don't really notice it that much. Like on the on the flat part of the thigh, you file that off, and uh, you know, there's just a few areas that I file. They cleaned up pretty quickly, and I'm I'm the kind of person that's pretty meticulous with mold lines. The only ones I missed were the ones that were on the the feet, because the way they have the the armor on the tops of the feet, they kind of melts into the the boot. There's not really a defined edge, which is how it is sometimes with uh, digitally sculpted stuff. Mm -hmm. So so those mold lines on the feet kind of ended up staying there, as I discovered after I primed it. <laughs> oh, yeah. Been there. 
This is, this is the one you're saying yeah. is your favorite one, the guy with the hammer and cigar? Yeah, there's a couple of different uh, views of him, so you can really see the front view now. Uh, yeah, my favorite guy, Shane. I'm just wondering what the guy before him had as a weapon. I don't even know what that is. Oh, you mean, hold on, I'll go back. I have technology. Oh, I forget what they, forget what now, they that, call that. The guy with the... We were looking at that in the store, and I'm like, I don't even have an inkling of what the hell that is. It looks like he's you got arrows in it, so he shoots out the arrows, exploding arrows or something. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. That's some specialist weapon, and I don't have that thing. Up, I, so I could. You're right. It does look like arrows or something there. I don't know what that is. It's crazy. Um, it is, that's a crazy, crazy weapon. You actually yeah, took a picture of this of oh. the <laughs> like a weapon, and it was like grenades. Was it just? Cargo said he'll tell me later. So uh, eventually, we will uh, we will have an answer to that. Yeah, I mean. Congo. <laughs> um, so these are some of the fiddly bits that they they have in the instructions. They have you gluing them in weird places that they don't actually look like they fit. Like the models weren't really designed for these things to go there. They're slightly too big in scale, in my opinion. So I ended up, rather than shoving the knife with the chain hanging off of it, like, right into this guy's, you know, arm while he's holding this gun. A sword knife. That's ridiculous. So I, so I glued it on the back, you right. know. Yeah, absolutely. Like he, can, like, he can just, you know, draw it. And well, this guy, I just put the, uh, I put the grenades just on the base because it was mm -hmm. ridiculous how they had him hanging off of the front of him like he's not wearing a belt or anything i'm like where, oh, where did he's, he he's got the champion belt <laughs> i'm making the discount double check thing on my waist which you probably can't see in the video at all <laughs> so there were a couple where i hung the uh where i hung the grenades off the back where he actually has a belt yeah yeah absolutely. It, it, it made more sense to me rather than in the instructions they had him hanging off the front which just looked stupid yeah. Right now, I've got that. was always a uh, big thing with Necromundus. You have all the weapons on the model. Yeah, but I would have preferred it to be more to scale. Like they would have looked fine if they looked like they had were designed to be there instead of just here's a thing and I'm going to glue it flat onto this other thing. It's it's an old GW trick. I <laughs> uh, hear that one you were talking about where the plate was messed up. Yeah. Yeah. And so, did you carve it out, or because I see the hole where, like, his I, leg and arm are so too close? Yeah, it's just that plate of armor where his where it meets his uh, forearm. Mm -hmm. There, there wasn't enough room for the entire plate, so I I cut the top off it, and then it looked kind of funny. So I took uh, I took the top part and cut a little piece off of that, so it looks like there's just a notch in it. And once it gets painted up, it's, it, I mean, it probably won't look like, you won't be able to tell that I did anything weird to it. But no, no, it'll It fine. definitely needed some adjustment. So I would advise for for that guy, and his name is Drogo. No, Drago? Drago. Don't put the thigh armor on Drago. And Here's your favorite piece. called a crumper rivet gun, a rivet cannon, apparently. Tea and crumpers? <laughs> <laughs> Teen a lot of crumpers. Here's your cigar picture that you were showing. My up. guy with the cigar, yeah. And you can see the face is separate from the mohawk. 
and it is on every single one of them. So you have a choice of faces, and some of them are just regular face, and some of them have like a mask or a helmet. Uh, so, but you can choose. I mean, in the directions, it, it says use this face with this mohawk, but I kind of mixed and matched, and there was only one where I had to use a little elbow grease to get the face to fit onto the, you know, the wrong mohawk. Mm-hmm. But otherwise, yeah, I mean, mix and match your faces and mohawks and stuff. Yeah, a little bit of putty and a little bit of knife work, you go a long way. You didn't even, you know, you don't even need that. Like, I had the plastic glue, so it sort of melted the plastic a little, and then I was <laughs> able to kind of ram it in. So. <laughs> uh, here's also the front piece. I guess this is still about the leg armor piece. Yeah. 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 You can see where it just hits the it hits the hand and the butt of the gun and everything. It was, yeah. Okay. But I like that guy. He's my other cigar-smoking guy. Let's see where do I have him? And I, I'm looking because they're all sitting right here. I'm going to hold it up. I'm going to switch over to the all three I've, so you can I've see that. I've got them kind of painted. Now, hold on. Hold on so I can see what I'm doing here. <laughs> There's my... Yeah, this looks good. Uh, what about your other one that you... Sh- are you able to show the other one that you painted? Because that one was really cool. I really like oh, the paint scheme on that one. The one that actually has the color on it? The, yeah. The, the armor painted? Yeah, hold on a second. Hold on, focus, you stupid camera. Uh, oh, yeah, there you go. Uh, it's, not, it's not focused in. Back it up just a little bit. Back it up. Better? No, go closer. And your camera's just not focusing. It's wor- it worked before. Yeah, it worked earlier. It worked the one before, yeah. I don't know why it's not working now. Hold hold it right there. Uh, you may have to adjust it. Well, we'll get good pictures on the Facebook page. Anyway, Check it out there. Yeah, I and I'm and on the Facebook page, I'll be posting uh, all my work in progress pictures. You can see them. It's it's funny because I'm trying to rush through these because uh, I'm painting them for. Adepticon for like the demo tables or whatever, mm-hmm. and uh, so I'm trying to just kind of not do like the the fancy fancy paint job, but uh, I'm I am trying to to use the ridiculously bold colors on it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, it's also good because it's not what we call standard Goliath colors, and so people like really stuck on standard colors. Um, uh, I have a local who refuses to paint orcs with green, and he painted his Shadespire orcs. And uh, those pictures will be on the, the Facebook page tomorrow morning. Nice. At 10 a.m. I scheduled the post. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> um, they're very cool to show how you can paint something in an entirely different manner, and they still look good. Yeah. So what do you what do you give the uh, the models? What do you think? How do you think the models are compared to other models that you're used to? So the... Now, and this is across the board for the Games Workshop stuff. It all seems very boxy to me. Uh, Like, compared to Malifaux or some of these other ones, they seem a lot more organic. Like, the curves, the the hair, the the folds of the cloth. Mm -hmm. Uh, 
the actual faces and hands, uh, these all seem very sort of square, very boxy instead of rounded, like, you know, like, like you expect a face or a hand to be very organic looking and, and they're not, but that's my own nitpick, you know, otherwise I love them. I love the detail. I love the way they fit together. It was amazing. The design is fantastic. Um, there's a couple of the running poses, and running poses are a pet peeve of mine because all of GW's running poses have the guy basically facing the table. Mm-hmm. So all of that detail that's sculpted into the front is facing the table, and when you're standing above it playing your game, you, you don't see any of that. So it's really pointless. I mean, that guy a very, very distinct mohawk. I always have to uh, base them with terrain so that they're angled up. So it looks like they're running up something and then they're like, you can see them. So that's the way I solve that problem. But they keep doing that. They did it with Blood Bowl, too, where they had the guys that are all kind of leaning forward. I I think that's uh, whoever Digital Sculpts was, I think that's his thing. Yes. Stop it. Is that, stop it. It's the anime run. <laughs> yeah, the anime run. Or, I mean, really, it does fit if you put terrain piece down so it looks like they're running up it. That's when you would be at an angle. Yeah. That would but, be... They need to sculpt that into the guy's foot. Do you know what I mean? Yep. Like, have a piece of terrain sculpted right onto his foot if you've got him in a dynamic pose. So oh, yeah, he'll absolutely. he'll be upright. because <laughs> yeah, it's plastic and you want them to do any other way, you can cut it off. It's easier to work with. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. So I mean, so they don't go the whole tactical rock like Infinity does. I hate the tactical rock. Yeah. Um. With that said, either one of y'all gonna be playing it when uh, things come out. So next Sunday is is when I've got a game schedule with my friends. We'll be playing some Necromunda, and I will be talking about it on the podcast next week. I definitely will be picking it up once more games come out. That's my thing. I just gotta wait for a game to come out that I like. I'm totally going to look at it uh, when the gangs come out. Um, got a lot of stuff on my plate, so I don't want to say guaranteed, even though I loved it back in the day. I don't want to say guaranteed I'm going to play it because of time constraints, but mm-hmm. I'm definitely going to give it a look. Yeah. Um, so we got a little bit more, t- a little bit time left. Um, I only have like one movie to review. John, Kathy, what do you have to, to review? Uh, I've been um, painting. So, so, <laughs> so movies, huh? I, I've been reading a, a series of books that were written in like 1908, 1910, uh, the early 1900s. Uh, but that's neither here nor there. I find them interesting because of the weird cultural things like the one I was reading the other day. This kid came down with diphtheria. So they had to quarantine the whole house for two weeks. And I'm like, and it was by law. And I'm like, wow, that was a thing. <laughs> that's, wow, that's crazy you know yeah, not like it is today that's the old times uh, I have a movie and then uh, talk a little bit more on a you know YouTube series and then uh, I just want to talk about a trailer a little bit okay um, just well, a little bit <laughs> okay so let's give about 15 minutes to talk about uh, low model count army games coming out um, because I a lot of people, and I've been talking with some other dealers and other, you know, producers of like 
token sets and everything that it's becoming the new norm on miniature games is smaller model counts. Mm-hmm. Um, Infinity, Guild Ball, Necromunda, uh, Batman game, everything you know. Shadespire. Yeah, Mordheim, yeah. Everything. Shadespire is more of a board game with miniatures, but that's fair. Yeah. yeah. Um, everything that seems to be coming out recently has been low model count, which is uh, pretty... I wouldn't say surprising, but more in line with what the economy. Well, it's well the economy is actually doing well. It's actually more in line with the fact that there's so many games out there that are quality. Correct. So that so if, if, if it's a low either... buy-in, you can play multiple <laughs> games easier. Correct. Yeah. When I mean economy, I mean my paycheck. Oh. Um, <laughs> our paycheck as gamers and yeah, nerds. So great, yeah, yeah, fair enough. Is. <laughs> Because, I mean, I don't know if I could get into another game that costs what War Machine and Hordes cost to play a full game anymore. Uh, and not on a whim. Yeah, fair, because actually their prices have gotten to the point where, honestly, buying an army is in the same ballpark as buying a 40k army nowadays. I've noticed that, too, because I always thought that, you know, privateer press stuff would be less expensive because you always hear people talking about how oh games workshop and they charge too much for their stuff and everybody else is you know the little guy and i and i so i went and i was like oh i always liked hordes i always like you know troll bloods maybe i start up some some oh. hordes and i was like holy shit yeah the new uh, north kid unit came out this 10-man unit it's like 85 dollars nope and, and, and while they look great i'm just like holy shit yeah it's. I mean, it's not like like for the quality of models you're getting. It's not a bad price. It's just if you're looking at making an army, you're getting a 15 point unit out of your army for 85 dollars. It's it's a hell of a thing. Yes. So are their plastic still that sort of rustic, rustic? You know the. No, it's it's gotten a lot better. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Yeah, that, their it, resins it, are better. It, yeah, it's like a GW with a fine cast where they listened and eventually. I mean, they got rid of it up. Oh, to the point where I don't think they're doing anything in that material anymore, and we're not sure what they're going to do with any models that was only in that material when huh. they run out of what they got. So that's interesting to see what they do. Okay. But yeah, I mean, it's it's so small model count's great because it does give you the chance to play more games, more wider variety of games. I mean, who can't get into X when you need four or five ships that are about you know, $15 a piece because uh, the bigger ships are about twice the cost in the game of the smaller ships, and they're about twice the cost in actual money, so you're talking mm-hmm. $15 a ship for that many ships, it's really not bad. No, and like, if you think about it, um, Arena Rex, um, you only need about four models, five models, Batman five to ten. Um, I was looking, and I was looking at Malifaux and stuff, and there's roughly... Ten or so models there, give or take. Un- unlikely you'll need ten, but yeah, yeah. ten would be like top point. But yeah. you're looking at a gang box plus a couple things. I mean, you, you're looking at maybe I would say you know Malifaux and a lot of those games you're looking at. You could probably get in for a buck fifty. Yeah, uh, I even Congo I, just mentioned Eden. Were yeah. you going to talk about Eden a little? Yeah, I, I had watched that. Uh, I'd watched the battle report because Congo and I talked about it when I was uh, streaming, putting together the models, 
And this Eden player, uh, the guy was playing whatever the uh, artificial intelligent robot faction was, and he had three models, and that was it. Um, oh, wow. He only played with three models, and the other guy had, like, six models. So, I mean, I, I actually kind of dig that. I mean, Guild Ball. Guild Ball plays with about, you know, what, six models? Um, give or take? Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, I actually kind of like that. Um, and was going, uh, and Xander uh, was mentioning, you know, Company of Iron. PP did it with their own line. They're like, yeah, you could play with six models. Dark Age, similar, similar, you know, probably less than a dozen models, it's all told. Yep. So, I mean, um, there's a lot of... Infinity we talked about less than... Generally, the most I've seen in Infinity is 20 models, but you're really trying at that point to get yeah. a lot of models. Um, um, I actually like that. Way forward. I think Legion may be the next game that comes out that's not just straight-up small model count. But uh, it looks like that's going for more squad-based, so you'll move them around as squads. So it'll it'll still play pretty quick, It just and they'll be pre-painted, so you won't have to paint them. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, I know the game that I'm beta testing right now, or alpha testing right now, um, uses a low model count. Oh, also six to ten models. Um, and, uh, yeah. I find that interesting that a lot of our games now are going that way, which I'm perfectly happy with. I could sink a hundred bucks into a game, and if I play it not, you know, if I play it once a week, maybe two or three times a month, I'm okay with that. Yeah, uh, I couldn't enough. see buying into War Machine and Hordes again um, and only playing that once or maybe twice a month. Yeah, it's yeah. a tough sell playing that few games with that, with, uh, that model count um, army. Um, Congo and I are both uh, kickstarted uh, Relic Knights, the second edition, because mm -hmm. we started the first edition. And that's going to be, I mean, I couldn't imagine having more than 20 models for that all told. And I'm sure it'll be less. Every time I played it was like dozen-ish models. Yeah. So I mean that that's it's it's the way forward and GW and I mean GW Flames of War and uh, War Machine Horrors are the only big model count armies out there that are still a really big thing. Let's say. I mean, because even what Kings of War, you don't lose you don't use a lot of models either anymore. You do use a lot of models, but they're cheap and it's not like you don't have to buy quite as many models because you can make fillers you can use the fillers in your yeah, unit which, correct which is unit stays totally, together which is yeah it's still totally different awesome. than a skirmish game with a low model count very yeah. different but i mean it's not like fantasy where i remember you had to have a unit of 20 models and oh, a yeah. five by five brick or whatever and you know you had the orc Job player that i would commonly go to like 36 models in a unit just to make it feel like it was doing something correct and, see, well i had ogre kingdom so i had a pretty low model count Unless they brought my Noblars. <laughs> yeah. yeah, so Lola Monocar seems like what they're aiming for. Um, and GW even tried it when they did... Um, what the hell was that game? The Skirmish Level 40k game they put out uh, before 8th edition came out. Um, oh, I got that. I, it, we only played a little bit. Uh, it was like Armageddon? Yeah, something like that. Shadow War Armageddon. Yeah. That was it. Oh, yeah. They tried that, and it didn't take off like they wanted, but, mm -hmm. I mean, it's still another good way to use your models, like Company of Iron, yeah. in a smaller battle game. Though, they to be fair... good things about it, though. Yeah. Yeah. Wasn't anything wrong with it. To be 
fair, it's, I think this goes into a bigger problem of you don't have to play these big games at full points values. You don't have to pay 300 points of Infinity. You don't have to play 50 points of Malifaux. You don't have to play 69 points of War Machine of Hordes. There are other points levels for a damn reason. Yeah. You can play whatever yeah. you want and talk to your groups. I mean, you can, you can, you can scale it back. Like, hey, we want to play, but we don't play that many models. Let's play, you know, 50 points of War Machine of Hordes. You'd be surprised like taking off a little bit of points there makes a hell of a difference what you're playing. People get, people get hooked into, you know, I need 2,500 points of, you know, 40K, Age of Sigmar, Fantasy, whatever, you know. I need this much because I'm practicing this army for tournaments. For tournaments, and, yeah. And that's why people are playing this particular model count. That's why they feel like they have to do this model count because that's what everybody's doing because all my friends are practicing for tournaments and that's the only way I'm going to get a game in. That's a very that's a very good point because a lot of people... Because you can play battle box games, you know, per se, with War Machine and Hordes, but everybody's playing a 75-point game. Yeah, you can play battle box games for 40k of that, but you probably shouldn't. But, but it's better at a slightly higher level than that. I feel like... Uh, like the third week of a journeyman league, you're really like, this is what I'm talking about. I got a unit, some dudes, and my battle group. This is good. That's the level where I think it starts really shining at. Yeah. Um, but it's it's the tournament thing, and I, I, I go off about it every once in a while. There are multiple ways to play a game. You don't have to play for a tournament. And every tournament doesn't have to be the same format. Um, Shorehammer just happened this weekend in Ocean City, Maryland. And they were playing not with match play, and Gonzo know what I'm talking about. Um, they were actually playing power. They're playing open play with a power level limit for 40k, which is crazy. But it's good to see a different format out there. I see somebody mentioning Zombie Side, which is a favorite of my uh, board games. As <laughs> as as he's like, that's the only miniature game that they play around me, and. Zombicide is great with the right group. With the right group, it's super awesome. Yeah, there are people that don't understand what cooperation is. What? <laughs> well, um, there are also people who, who take it too far, and we had a problem with one of the guys who was a table general, and he would be like, you do that, you do this, you do that. I'm like, I'm oh, going to walk away yeah. now. You play my character because I am obviously I've, not needed to be input in this thing. I have run across those people too, yeah. Well, cool. Everything. Crimson1919 brought up a really good point that War Machine, and this is the whole attitude of War Machine equals Steamroller, is a big problem. It is. And and, and I, I agree with him to a point, but I don't agree. I don't 100% agree with him for the simple fact that it doesn't have to be, but a lot of the meta believes that. And that's, that's hear, a this problem. Is a, this is a PP problem. And I'm not, not throwing shade their way unnecessarily. If the scenarios in the book were viable to play with people they wouldn't have this problem 40k doesn't have this problem you can play it at any points level and the scenarios tell you all right you're playing this point you get this many attachments you're playing on this size table go uh malifaux you know has the scenarios that are totally playable out of the book so you can play at any level the problem is to play a actual really good game of war machine you kind of have to use the steamroller packet um, and the Steamroll Packet's optimized for the 75 points because it's the tournament packet. Well, it's also getting people out of that tournament because a lot of people 
I mean, okay, I go to a lot of tournaments and I love tournament play, but I could play a fun, silly, stupid tournament too for the same oh, yeah, reason. Yeah. But a lot of people have that narrow sight. They're like, tournament only, tournament only, tournament only. Oh, you're doing a fun event, charity event? Fuck it, tournament only, tournament only, tournament only. <laughs> well, the real problem is that if you don't have a rule set easily available for you, you'll go to what the easiest rule set is. Like, you and I could sit down and play... Like, I've played games of, of War Machine with no with no actual scenario from Steamroller and had no problem because we're playing the game as intended mm -hmm. because we know what's intended. He's like, all right, uh, I got really nothing left to do except back my caster up and not die, so you win. Yeah. You know, that... We're adults, we can say that. Mark but 1. You can't do that as a pickup game in a store. You go, um... You have to play a scenario because you have to have some reason to engage. Yeah. We uh, yeah. to go really old school. Um, when 40k went from second edition to third edition, a lot of us were disillusioned. We tried to go back and play stuff like BattleTech, but found that with no scenario or anything like that, even the simple missions that were in in second edition 40k, there was no reason to engage in a favorable turn. So we spent like an hour. You know, jumping from cover to cover and not really exchanging shots. And I was like, this is not fun. What the fuck are we doing here? Well, it also brings up the point that um, the way games are played on the skirmish level compared to the large scale level uh, are changing. Because Kathy and I had talked about this at one point that a lot of games are now I move, do something, you move a model, do something. You're not taking full army movements mm -hmm. like in That's War Machine Hordes that. Yeah. All the new games are back and forth, one model at a time. And you know what? Even alternating even, activations is great. Yeah, even bolt action, which is not—I would not call it a huge battle game, but it's not a tiny skirmish game. It's uh, a middle ground. Yeah, yeah. They have that dice mechanic where you draw a dice out of a bag, so it's not exactly alternating. But for each unit, you activate. You you're drawing oh, yeah. randomly to see who's activating which unit. Which I like that idea too. Yeah, 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 absolutely. It's it's a great unique uh, way to handle the activation units. Uh, I mean, it's a great it's a great way to add into uh, you know a format that literally has two other players, and those players are alternate activations, or I take my turn, you take your turn. And I, I thought about that for a long time because, like I said, I've been playing a bunch of different games and. Uh, tabletop stuff and i got into grimkin and i started playing grimkin and i love playing my grimkin uh and i finally figured out why i like playing play my grimkin is because of the arcana because i have to watch your turn and figure out if i want to pop this arcana based on what you're going to be doing chicken head and so it makes me enjoy the game a whole lot more because in tip you're Typical. I'm just in, yeah. I'm just sitting there waiting for you to get your turn done, and I'm just pulling off models. If I don't have anything to tough on, I'm just pulling models off the board while you're wiping me off the board. With I'm stupid, but even 40k with its turn activation, the command points and things you can do defensively, and the fact you have to make armor saves keep you engaged in the turn. Yes. It wouldn't seem that way, but I'm like, it. It really feels like you're more engaged. Uh, I've said multiple times on, on this and Pain Without John that some of the most unpleasant experiences I've had are in tournaments where my opponent goes, I really have to find a way to assassinate you, and takes like 30 minutes of his clock mm -hmm. to try and craft a perfect turn to assassinate you, which is literally the worst game experience ever. And I've had games where I have not removed, I've removed one opponent model entirely, 
and that was it. That were better games than that shit. Yeah, and, and it's, it's, <coughs> I'm very much engaged on my opponent's turn when I'm playing Grimkin. And I think it's the reason why I like them so much. Mm -hmm. They're a great army, they're fun, they're cool, but I think that's what it is. And I think that's what's really drawing me to a lot of other games, and like Company of Iron, yeah. is because we're engaged every yes. four minutes, every three minutes, every two minutes, depending on the yeah. game. It and seems like it makes the game go faster. You're <coughs> yes. You so. don't have downtime where you're like, um, well, functionally... You can just take my models off when you kill them. I'm going to go take a crap or something. Yeah, all you got to do is watch their <laughs> dice rolls. I wasn't going to say it like that, but okay, yeah. I agree. <laughs> I mean, there, there are people I trust enough who will take the models off, you know, appropriately, and I'll just go to the bathroom real quick. Yeah. <laughs> and and I, I see a lot of things going like that, which I'm cool and happy with. I like alternating turns. Uh, I like alternating activations. I like uh, being engaged entirely in the game. Not just half of the game, and I guess that's the reason I why like I like Grimkin. Between that and the the having scenarios in the book that are perfectly playable, so you can play alternate formats, I feel like that's a couple things companies getting into a game should look at. Yep. I feel that way about board games too, though. Like if oh God, you've got yes. if you've got those board games that are really complex, like a like a Zombie Side or a Arkham Horror or Twilight any of those ones where you have a million things to do each round. Each person, Battlestar Galactica is that way too. Yeah. Where there's so many things going on, and and you, you're going around, and you've got the the token that you need to keep track of the first person. Otherwise, you just forget because there's so much stuff going on. Yep. But you know, in some of those games, it's easy to get bored and not pay attention. But you really need to be paying attention to what everybody mm -hmm. else is doing in order to figure out your strategy. So what you're going to do when it gets back to your turn? Mm -hmm. I feel like some of those games kind of drop the ball with their mechanic, uh, yeah. where they're not keeping you engaged. Indeed. All right, we got about 20 minutes or so. Let's get into our media section because I know exactly what John wants to talk about. So do you want to talk about John? Uh, do you want to say that for last? Or you want me to go right into it? You, let's say let's say the good one for last. Let's, let's say the the thing I know you want to talk about for last because we'll all be engaged in that one. So go with your movie first. A movie, okay. Uh, well, we didn't play last night a uh, role playing because uh, Norrin was out. Uh, he just got a new puppy, <gasps> and you know didn't want to leave didn't want to leave her alone. So I'm like, that's fair. Um, and uh, not yet. <laughs> <laughs> but and and we sort of ended the last session on him getting an important piece of information. So. I, I threw around my mind said, let's not play, but uh, Troy and uh, not Brushhead Dave and uh, came over anyways. And then uh, when my other buddy Spencer came in uh, and we watched, uh, Troy messaged me. It's like, you know, uh, if we do watch a movie, uh, I, do you have a copy of Deadpool? I'd like to see that again. <laughs> I'm like, <laughs> do I have a copy of Deadpool? <laughs> I have a copy. I would... has a copy. Dave's sitting there. He has a copy. It might even be on him. <laughs> I'd watch so that watched again. Deadpool. Yeah, Deadpool's super awesome. Um, it's actually at the point where I've seen it enough where it is great background because you'll stop, see a couple of the great moments, and you're like, ah, the so-so the stuff's going on, and I'll, I'll, I'll concentrate on something else for a bit and then go back to another awesome moment. I agree with you. It's, it's a great movie. Um, it is a great... 
uh, it's a great one to pair with Logan. Between the two of them, you're 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 perfectly good. You start, you watch Logan, then you watch Deadpool. Like you're back up to where you need to be. <laughs> um, though there, I don't know, I don't know if you've seen the deleted scenes, Gonzo. I assume you have. Mm-hmm. Um, the one where he's in the uh, clinic in Mexico. Um, that really would have changed the tone of the movie, and I'm kind of glad they took it out. But it is cool to see. Yeah, I mean so that would have changed it. You, they could have made this movie really kind of dark and depressing, and I'm really super glad they didn't. What do you mean, could have? <laughs> yeah, it, it was it was permitted to take out those those scenes because it didn't fit what they were going for in the movie. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it, it's cool to see, you know, but. They're they're putting Deadpool to be their sort of comedy character and did a good job. It is one of the best X Men universe movies. Uh, I would put it in. I'd personally put it in the top three X Men universe movies. Cool. I Pretty agree easy. With you. Zero shots of Kraken. I agree with you on that one. Um, but you can have as much Kraken as you want because it's Deadpool. Yes. I imagine it's funnier, <laughs> drunker. Um, uh, and and it also shows how you can make a great movie, and you can make it not obvious that you're trying not to spend a lot of money at certain points of the movie. Uh, <laughs> the last scene where they're like, we don't have enough money to do all the gun stuff, so let's just save some money, and he forgot his guns in the car. Which <laughs> totally fits. Uh, 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 my movie, and I watched it with my friend Erica, and we watched uh, the Warcraft movie. Yeah. Um, okay, so I, I played Warcraft just like every other nerd. Loved Warcraft. Played it for I years. Don't, I don't yeah, play Warcraft. I know you I, didn't. I did. Don't play it anymore. Um, it's got a great history. It's got a great story. It's got great fluff. It's It's got a good everything. Um, but the one thing that doesn't work in the movie of war- doing a Warcraft movie is all the cartoony stuff. Everything looks way too carny- cartoony in the movie. And I know that they're trying to go for an exact copy of what was happening in the uh, game, but it just doesn't work. Doesn't uh, it's disconcerting, you would say? Yeah. It, it just feels, everything feels out of place. Everything feels like a problem. It was just bad. The story was horrible. Um, it's like they were rushing through it. Um, the graphics were fine. The orcs look cool. Um, they seem like they were trying too hard. Yes, a hundred percent. They were trying way too hard. Yeah. Um, I hate that. What's funny is about seventy-five percent in the movie. Erica looks at me and goes, "This is a three-shot of Kraken movie." <laughs> I see. Uh, Fat Corby says Warcraft movie. Uh, the plot tempo was too fast. Yeah, they tried to fit way too much into it. It was just way too quick. You had no character development whatsoever. You didn't. You didn't have a chance to really feel for any of the characters. It just pretty much sucked. Um, it was not worth it. I mean, no way I would have bought it. No way I would have spent money on it. I would have been mad if I would have spent money on it. So luckily, it was on demand. Wait till it's free. Yeah, wait till it's on demand or whatever you can do. Uh, and I agree with Erica. It's a three shots of Kraken because you're just like. Eventually, I was like, "Can this hurry up and get over with so we can watch something else?" Oh no! I hate those movies. <laughs> That's when you know it's bad. Well, that I mean, sounds like four shots. Well, you knew. I mean, if you, if you know any of the Warcraft history, you know what's going on. If you played the game, you know what's going on. You, I mean, but you couldn't feel for anybody in the movie. 
all the characters were very bland and boring. Uh, it, it's a work. Yeah. So, the only I mean, thing worse is when you have a protagonist you actively hate. Yeah, you're That's just like... Only thing I'm just watching this, I'm like, yeah, this sucks. So, for me, three shots cracking on the Warcraft movie. Uh, if you want to be tortured, go right ahead. If you want to get a laugh, don't watch this, unless you hate yourself. So, I should avoid it, because I'm hell-bent on watching all the movies I watch all the way through. Yes. Oof. Um, so, with that said, uh, John... What are we going to talk about? Well, actually, I'm going to um, throw, the, throw the YouTube series I'm talking about. I've okay. actually been rewatching some Red vs. Blue. Just yeah. Hit or miss stuff here or there. And I really think I might want to get this maybe on DVD or something and just watch it all the way through again. Because mm-hmm. now I, I'm about five, three to five seasons out of date on it. I think I last saw season 10 or so, which was the end of a saga. And man. I've talked about it before on here, but some of those fight scenes are absolutely kick-ass. And when a web series like that that was originally made for jokes at the end of it can get you some actual feels, that's some impressive work. Yeah. Because the the end of it, the the end of episode 10, uh, or I guess not the end, but the the resolution of uh, season 10, you're like, man, there's some feels there. You you get the final, you, you see it all comes together, you're like, damn. I'd forgotten that. That's that's some serious feels. So, Red versus Blue, good stuff. I think I watch it again. Uh, it's on my list now. I don't know how I'm going to watch all the stuff I have to because, <laughs> good lord, too much stuff coming out. But that's not what we want to talk about, is it, Gonzo? No. We, we want to talk about a trailer, a little trailer woo, woo. for a little movie, uh, Avengers: Affinity War. Yep. <laughs> Man. Um, uh. But came out on it came out and I was at work and no sound on my computer at work because I'm not gonna like stop put my headphones in and like listen to my headphones while I'm supposed to be working screw that I'll put it on the background so I watched it a couple times in the background I was like just not without sound it was still cool yes the sound when I get home it was super awesome yes um I'm a little concerned and I will throw a little shade Marvel's way for spoiling effects from Thor Ragnarok within a month of the movie coming out. Yeah. Now, some people may not notice it if it's going by so quick, but if you really pay attention, you'll notice, like, oh, you kind of spoiled some of that. Yep. How did that happen? It's not going to ruin the movie by any, by any stretch, but you're sort of like, how did that happen? Interesting. But, uh, I mean, it's going to be cool. People uh, have made fun of Thanos when he first shows up because he's not in his full armor or anything. Uh, I'll reserve judgment. I don't really care. I mean, it's Thanos. It's fine. Yeah, I, there there were some good joke posts where they had a picture of Thanos, oh, yeah. and they made him look like Homer Simpson. <laughs> oh yeah, absolutely. There's some good fun. Yeah, but like, I, I've heard people judge it like, oh, I'm not sure I want to see this movie because Thanos looks terrible. I'm like, first off, you're seeing the fucking movie. Shut the hell up. Yeah. Second one, <laughs> you could judge a movie off that. Jesus Christ, come on, man. <laughs> um, I'm looking forward to it. Holy moly, it almost made me forget that Star Wars is coming out this year. Almost. Almost. Yeah, that's in what? A couple weeks? Two weeks. Yeah. yeah. Two weeks. Yeah. Two weeks. Um, I was really excited about it, too. I was watching it, and I was like, okay, there's this character, there's this character. They showed Spidey Never. Senses going off, which I thought was really oh, cool. God, that was awesome. Um, uh, the line, get this man a shield. I mean, everything was just great. I, I mean... Oh, uh, 
that, that line was awesome. Yeah. Captain America beard is on point. Yes. Everything was really good. Star-Lord mustache is ill-advised. Well, and going at the very end, they're like, and who are you guys? And then they show the Guardians of the Galaxy, and I was like, hell yes. I'm like... So, if there are spoilers out there, if you wish to go look for them, I suggest not, because all the toys that are coming out have titles and all, like the Lego sets apparently have spoiled certain plot points. Oh, really? I don't think any of them are going to spoil the movie at all, but no. be careful what you're looking at, because there are spoilers to be found. Yeah. I mean, it, it got me excited for it. I, I don't think there hasn't been anybody do a movie like this before. Uh, so this is a big risk that they're taking. There's so many people in this movie. Yes. Uh, like it's, it's everyone. Everyone. If the character is still alive in Marvel, it, they're probably in the movie, or they thought about putting in the movie, and like, yeah, maybe we don't need to get Paltrow in this movie because she doesn't really have a place. Fair. Um, what I hope, and what I hope, is Tony Stark and Star-Lord meet up and they like try to steal the show from each other every time they go somewhere and they like try to out compete each other of who's the biggest badass and who's the coolest. I that I want to see that more than anything because Star-Lord has just got that attitude. Mm. Yeah, I don't know. Um I I think the Guardians are going to be doing different stuff through most of the movie. I really hope that they do meet up. But I mean, eventually they all well, remember, there's there's another Avengers movie in a year that's going to be sort of the ending of this era, if you will, this uh -huh. overall overall arc, I think. So uh, that'll be cool, because they did announce that. They have tons of movies planned, and like, this will be the end of an arc, and then everything after that will be a whole new arc with, you know... I mean, I'm sure they'll have some small, unresolved plot lines, but there won't be any of the major ones. Yeah. Which is cool, because I'm looking forward to it. It hasn't been done... I mean, at... At this point, is this the longest movie series ever, I'm sure? Yeah. So 22 movies and counting? Yeah, I mean... I mean it's crazy. There's just going to... I'm also afraid that they're not... I don't want to say it's going to move too fast. Um, you don't have to worry about character development besides Thanos, and you really don't even have to even do that for, for reasons. That but, one line he had in the movie, in the trailer, where he's like, you know... He's like, you're going to you know, find that uh, you fail even though you think you're doing the right thing. Yeah. So, so. That's, that's pretty cool. I mean, yeah, Dennis doesn't need a lot of development. He's had some help in the background. Um, there's going to be a million characters, so I don't expect a ton of character development in there. Nope. I think a handful of character moments will be plenty, like some Black Widow, uh, Dr. Banner stuff. Just a little bit of stuff here or there will be plenty. But, I mean... I think it's the same guys who did Captain America Civil War and Winter Soldier, so I fucking trust those guys. They, yeah. they hit out to the park two for two. I can't wait to see if they make it three for three. Yeah, I hope. I, I, I feel good about it. Can't wait to see it. Um, but there's always that reserve because there's such a large amount of characters in it. But hell yes. Hell yes. Next, next summer? Early summer? May? May. Yeah, because we have Black Panther coming up next in the Marvel Universe, is it? Yep. Can't Black Panther wait to see and that. then Ant-Man and the Wasp after that movie. Yes. So I can't wait to see it. Sweet. Mm. And we have gone through a whole nother month. Um, so to the individual that won the miniature, um, which is A.A. Ron Stone, uh, congratulations. Hey, hey, Ron. Yeah. <laughs> 
This time you did not fuck up, A.A. Ron. You did it right. <laughs> uh, you did win uh, a miniature painting by Kathy this month. Uh, please give her a little extra time with the holiday season. Um, she's going to need to take just a little extra, but you will get it. Um, yes. So don't worry about that. We will be doing another drawing. Um, Kathy is in charge of all of that, so she gets to choose the miniatures. Um, so, of course, this is not always going to be a War Machine and Horde stuff. Um because uh, Kathy actually has some really cool miniatures that I don't even... Some of them stuff aren't even go for games anymore, are they? So, I mean, it could be. We don't know. It's all up to Kathy. It's her jib. She gets to do whatever she wants. I have a shit ton of random miniatures all over the place. Um, so, Aaron Stone, you did win the miniature this month. Just give, it, uh, give her a little bit um, whenever it is finally finished, which will be an amazing paint job. Uh, we will send it out to you. Other than that, I think that's a good wrap, guys. What do you think? Still our episode in the can. The digital can we go. Um, thanks for all our patrons, guys. If you ha if you can, like us on Facebook, like us on Twitch, subscribe to both of our channels. It does help us out a lot. Um, we really, really want to get up to a certain amount of views in uh, YouTube so we can get our actual channel and get things that we need. That helps us out. We have to actually get ten thousand views before we can do something, and then we've got to get yeah, and then we have to get a uh, hundred subscribers before we can get something else. So we really need that. So if you know anybody, guys, go over to our YouTube channel, like us, subscribe to us, subscribe to us here, like us here. Tell your friends. Tell everybody. Friends, friends. Tell them all. Subscribe. Yeah. Subscribe. Subscribe. It helps us out for a lot of stuff. A lot more than people think. Uh, being on the back end of this has really changed the way I think about people that do twitching and people that do YouTube. Um, yeah, and, and it helps us out a lot. Um, especially learning how to do all this stuff quickly because it does take a lot of time. Uh, it takes Kathy a lot of time to paint those miniatures. It takes John a lot of time not only to watch it, but to do all this stuff. And I've got to load everything up and I'm also doing reviews too. And this right here. So anything you can do uh, <laughs> that's funny hitting. Yeah, if you don't have friends, go don't find, find him. <laughs> go find friends. Uh, let everybody know. Find them at the game store. That's where I found all my friends. Yeah. Um. With that said, oh, we will go here. So, chicken, say good night. <laughs> <laughs> For more than nights, I'm gone too. I'm gone. <laughs> Good night, guys. <laughs> oh, God. So now do we eat the chicken? No! We eat the chicken. He's a scrawny chicken. Oh, my God. It looks like you're choking him. Oh, John's choking his that. chicken. <laughs> <laughs> Don't really have a girl. There you have it, folks. John choking his chicken. Oh, indeed. Oh, I think I need dinner.